Well, welcome to the Black Madonna Speaks with me, your host, Stephanie Georgieff. I'm so pleased that you've decided to spend some of your valuable time, and today I think it will be worth your investment. I've been wanting to get today's guest on for quite a while, and I'm telling you, she was worth the wait. I can't wait to introduce you to Hetian Grobler, and in the program notes, there's links to her website, her blog, and how you can obtain one of her existing decks. The one is the Mysteries of Mary Tarot deck, and the other is the Mystery of the Black Madonna deck. So without further ado, welcome Hetian Grobler. Well, welcome, Hetian. I'm so happy that you're going to spend some time with us. And I'm even more excited for my listeners to get to know you and hopefully explore. You just have so many gifts. And I'm curious how you would describe what it is that you do uh, for the world. I mean, we could say you're an artist, you're a healer, you're a writer, you're an organizer. So how would you describe what it is that you do? First of all, thank you, Stephanie, for having me. And it's so nice to finally meet yes. you and get to know a bit about yes. you. And um, yes, thank you. Um, I don't know how to describe myself. If First of all, I think what comes to mind is I think of myself as a spiritual being. Okay. And I somewhere long ago I read about I read someone's quote that said, every human being is like a village. Mm. And you have the ability to provide like a tree, to provide tree the shade and fruit for that village. Mm-hmm. And that idea has stuck with me of that we all have the ability and opportunity to compost mm-hmm. our own experiences mm-hmm. and hard times and difficulties and struggles. And through that composting, we root ourselves into the earth and then this sap that runs up through our tree trunk. Mm-hmm. That's how I see myself. Oh, wow. And then that, that fruits mm-hmm. eventually, you know, mm-hmm. and then... Many can eat from that fruit. Mm-hmm. And it's the greatest joy to find other people that enjoy the same fruit mm-hmm. and that understand what, what is being offered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I just visualize this huge tree that provides shade and mm-hmm. others join me and we sit under this tree in the shade and have a good conversation mm-hmm. and share our experiences mm-hmm. Um, that feeds me, Mm. that feeds my soul is when I meet other people, like-minded people. And, you know, when I first started writing, um, blogging, which is about 12 years ago, Mm. I was desperate, Mm -hmm. desperate to connect people. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been doing my own thing. I've always had groups and um, circles, women's circles, Mm -hmm. but in a very isolated way Mm -hmm. where I live and Mm -hmm. uh, the my viewpoint, my belief system, my culture is very different to the culture I live in. Mm -hmm. So it was very isolated. And even in those groups, I struggled Mm. to connect and to find others that understood what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And especially with the work with Mary, Mm -hmm. you know, in a Protestant, um, actually full Protestant culture, it was an absolute forbidden, a boo. Yeah, you were uber-Protestant. You're like, woohoo, Protestant. (laughs) (laughs) I was um, sanctioned. I had, I mean, there was articles in the newspaper. It's just, it's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started blogging. Uh, And wow, mm -hmm. I found an incredible community. So, Hetian, on your website, which is in the program notes for the podcast, hergracesacredart.com, 
you have this wonderful testimonial on the about section about you and your work. And I'm most intrigued by your journey with Mary. What really sparked a, a nice Protestant reformed uh, reformed church girl to um, get interested in Mary? How did that start? It was actually, I can remember it very clearly, um, it's about 25 years ago, I was in a meditation group, mm-hmm. um, a very nothing where you would expect Mary to turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, at that stage, I think it was one of, was a new science, uh, new thought mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. We explored everything. Mm-hmm. The, um, the leader of our group was a yogi and she was a, a, a minister in the new thought church. Mm-hmm. And so there were different streams of, you know, and we were just exploring. Mm-hmm. And um, every single meditation, a, a woman mm-hmm. would appear on my left hand side, and oh, wow. um, and she was wearing blue and white. Not for a second, right, right. Not for a second did I ever think it's it's Mother Mary because oh. it wasn't in my um, belief system. It wasn't in my mind. Right, you know, right. we we see things through what we know, the mm-hmm. way we know it. Mm-hmm. But my friend um, used to say, "I feel." is Mary and she was um, even from a more strict uh, religious background than mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. I, I think I just sort of thought mm, you know I don't know and how could that be mm-hmm. and I in, used to call this being mm-hmm. beauty with a capital B mm-hmm. because that was the sense that I had mm-hmm. and um, but you know um, I was much younger, and as I say, we were exploring many different things. Mm-hmm. I was just really coming to terms with my own um, extrasensory abilities, mm-hmm. which before then it just made my life so difficult. Oh. Um, you know, I'd had no guidance. I didn't know what was going on most of the time. Yeah. I didn't understand these realities that were blending. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. It was very, very difficult, mm-hmm. and I ended up in hospital once a year, every year. Oh, my goodness. A week. Wow. Um, and it was a mystery to everyone. Right. They could never, you know, find out what was wrong. Right, right. And so it was also part of my journey was to find out what I used to just pass up. Yeah. And, um, yes, and, and but not faint, but right. like, go into like a trance state. Mm. Anyway, we would be walking in for a hike and I would just feel this, like my life, it felt like I'm going down a tunnel and mm. I would just disappear. Mm. And then I could hear everything around me, but then everyone, of course, freaked out and gave me salt water and then I was off to doctors and mm-hmm. tests. And then it goes, eventually when I started looking for the answers mm-hmm. in spirit, the spiritual yes. realms mm-hmm. and and finding information and knowledge mm-hmm. for myself, mm-hmm. things changed. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it wasn't the main focus for me right. was that she was with me, and I was just felt held. Mm. And I also felt I'm not alone. I'm not abandoned. Yeah, you know. Wow. And um, and then from there, but then I was attracted, and I have to start there because that's then, in hindsight, it's incredible how I was guided mm-hmm. because I relate to angels mm-hmm. at that stage. Mm-hmm. And even that, you know, was for, um, I was a religious person, mm-hmm. you know, in at school and mm-hmm. I taught Sunday school and I was in all the circles and, we, you know, with ministry everywhere. So it was very difficult for me to just open up to this new belief system. Wow. Wow. You know, so yeah. it was like small steps. Mm-hmm. So even just talking about it mm-hmm. felt dangerous mm-hmm. and, you know, and I had to do it 
always under the radar and I would never tell my family, mm-hmm. you know. As it, no. <laughs> and um, so angels I could relate to mm-hmm. and that was a safe topic. And in those days I even, uh, I was invited to speak into some of the, the Dutch Reformed churches that were starting to open up to the idea of angels. Oh, Wow. Wow. And, and you I was know, on a angels Christian... mentioned in the Bible several times, you know. <laughs> and I would quote, so, you know, song, I can't remember the song's a number anymore, but right. an angel will protect you and, you know, prevent the arrow yeah. from hitting your head, lift your foot from the stone. To me, that was, that, that was very... Um, okay, mm-hmm. acceptable. Right. But um, from family, well, all family mm-hmm. was, I was an absolute outcast and I got letters and I was warned and I was sanctioned oh boy. Um, and uh, people had special meetings to pray for me. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. I, I then had long ago left the church, but I went and I had, I went and declared myself no longer a member. So just right. to stop that, Great. the family only now has come around. Wow. 25 years later. Wow. Of me persisting and just, this is, I believe this, this is my experience mm-hmm. and no one can tell me my experience is right. not real. Oh, yeah. So the first, my first introduction was to Archangel Michael. And mm-hmm. to me, this was just incredible. Yes. And um, I was just... I could really, I could understand, I could see, mm-hmm. I could, it was, a, I understood where I'd been all these years, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, from that, that, following Archangel Michael to Monson Angelo in Italy for the Archangel Festival. Oh, wow. How exciting. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, all these stories are in my my both my decks because mm-hmm. they overlap. Mm-hmm. Because going to that festival, mm-hmm. which was incredible, I think we, I was the only English speaking person in that village. You know, oh. it's eight hundred years old. I had to drive with my car up this incredible mountain, yeah. and it was with people coming home for the weekend. Oh, yeah. And I stayed opposite the grotto with cave church mm-hmm. and uh, um, I had an incredible experience there not realizing that that Madonna who was now white was a black yeah. Madonna yeah. Yeah. so she's in in my black Madonna deck mm-hmm. so from there I was led to make a long story short mm-hmm. I was led to the temple of the Vestal Virgins in Rome mm. Um, and that was also a, a whole experience. And mm-hmm. from there, I was led Glastonbury to the teachings of Bridget and mm-hmm. Bride and mm-hmm. Bree, mm-hmm. the Swan. Mm-hmm. And in Glastonbury, I met uh, Sister Rita from the Kildare um, Sanctuary, or what do they call it? Monastery the, um, Abbey. <laughs> Yeah, they they broke away. They have their own, um, I remember the word now, but it is the St. Bridget Sanctuary in Kildare. Oh, wow. And um, these Irish nuns mm-hmm. still, in the Catholic Church, they still maintain the rituals of Bridget mm-hmm. and they light the flame once a year. They have the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. They've, um, there's a beautiful, the well, everything has been restored. Mm. And from... Bridget, from going to to Kildare and getting involved in in, in St. Bridget, mm-hmm. back again into the understanding of these the old uh, pagan culture mm-hmm. and the Catholic culture mm-hmm. and how they are hidden in the Black Madonna. Mm. You know the the I see. Mother Mary as the outer teaching mm-hmm. of the feminine, mm-hmm. and I see the Black Madonna as the hidden and inner teaching oh, wow. of the of the feminine in these stories. Wow! And um, I went to Lourdes, mm-hmm. and after Lourdes, I 
visited Santa Sara Lakali. <laughs> and that was my real first conscious meeting with a black Madonna. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then from there, the journey started. Mm. That was, I was still working on the first deck. So Santa Sara is in both decks. The, the two decks overlap because you can't separate them. They, right. It's all Mary. Of you course. Know? Of course. Wow, that's that's quite amazing. So it sounds like this amazing arc that you made. And I would, you know, for, as a healthcare provider, I guess that we have this thing, you know, a diagnostic code book, and there's nothing in there for mystical experience. <laughs> so you don't... <laughs> I mean, yes. you, were having a, you were having a mystical experience, yes. and yes. that's just not in the um, ICD codes. <laughs> so, wow. And try, and try and explain that to non-believers. Right, right, know? right. That's your imagination. Right. That's the answer that you get. Right. You know? No, you're, you're explaining it perfectly in terms of having this incredible mystic experience. Now, so it sounds like this um, this last experience, that's the, the main connection with the Black Madonna. Um, and you have documented your journey specifically to pilgrimages and sacred sites. And you also have quite a, quite a dedication to altars, to creating mm. altars and mm. things like that. Mm. What... Uh, can you share another one of your uh, recent pilgrimages that has influenced with your work with the Black Madonna? How how is that? I would say that uh, well, I went to Italy in mm-hmm. while I was working on the Black Madonna Day mm-hmm. to the south of Italy. I've been to Italy a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, but specifically to the various Black Madonnas in in. Uh, and Calabria. Oh, okay. And um, I went, I visited, I think, nine or ten Black Madonnas. Mm-hmm. And um, is that really influenced specifically the mysteries of the Black Madonna mm-hmm. that I created? Mm-hmm. Because there is nothing, that's why I, um, all my work is based on my pilgrimages. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can read the book. Right. Then listen to other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give you what you will right. find there. Exactly. And even the sacred altars, I started long ago before mm-hmm. I um, I knew about being an art form. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just started playing with it. I, I used to have a shop, online shop, and um, I would create spiritual art, mm-hmm. Mary art. Mm-hmm. All my altars and shrines mm-hmm. had Mary in. Mm-hmm. And then when I visited Lourdes, I was blown away wow. because in the house of um, St. Bernadette, yes. all these altars, these exactly these little dioramas yeah. I was creating. I was like, I cannot believe this. Everywhere I went in Lourdes, they had these, it's, they call it a diorama. Yeah, yeah. Which is different, it's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. And which is a miniature representation mm-hmm. of your luminous and mystical experience. That's what I was trying to do for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. When I, uh, every time I came back from a pilgrimage, I wanted to put that into something that I can look at. And when I look at it, I'm back in that experience mm-hmm. and then I started sharing that mm-hmm. with others mm-hmm. and um, I bought the most miniatures in Lourdes because it is an, a traditional art form mm-hmm. and even traveling in France mm-hmm. you, many of the tiny little santos in my shrines come from there oh that's so sweet and but I think your question was about the Black Madonna, and I've not deviated from so like, the. Question. How about all of them? All of them in influence you. Wow. Are you about my most recent pilgrimage? Mm. I would say that was the one in the south of Italy, mm. and um, yes, it influenced my death incredibly. Mm. Um, I had the most most incredible in experience with 
Die, um, with Mama Scaviona, mm -hmm. the Black Madonna in the mountains. Mm -hmm. um, and you cannot really describe it. I've talked mm -hmm. a lot about it. I created the altar. It's in my book. But um, it was a, a, a Shakti Kundalini experience. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't spoken about that. I, for, for many years, mm -hmm. I traveled back and forth between India mm -hmm. and um, South Africa, mm -hmm. and I studied under a guru. Mm -hmm. And my real turning to Mary came after I had all ties with a guru, mm -hmm. and um, not India, mm -hmm. guru, and the organization mm -hmm. was the patriarchy mm -hmm. was still alive. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, that's when I decided to go to Lewis and Santa Sara Lakali, mm -hmm. because she is a Lakali, she's mm -hmm. Kali, mm -hmm. the Hindu goddess mm -hmm. in a quasi-Catholic church. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I knew about this for many years, and I always wanted to go and visit and see what does she have to tell me. Right. And that's when, after that trip, mm -hmm. um, that I it came to me, mm -hmm. To bring these two together, the East and the West, oh, wow. and yeah. to find the find the which they have in common, right? Yeah, and for and all of this, I I really do for myself. Yes, you know. Well, we're certainly benefiting from your selfishness. <laughs> it's wonderful. That's so interesting. That is such a fascinating journey. Now, you I said a little bit in the intro, but you have these incredible decks. Um, and you're the best one to describe. You have two now and you're working on a third one. Do you want to tell us about the ones that are completed? And... Uh, how you know it's we've been getting some of your creative um, journey but you certainly can fill in the blanks there first those shrines and altars that i started to create for myself mm -hmm. and um, I, people started requesting me to bring like, specific ones from i went to st francis for assisi mm -hmm. and santa chiara mm -hmm. and i would collect little vials of the sand mm -hmm. from around the the cathedral mm -hmm. Um, I would bring like flowers. Um, it's almost like trying to put the experience into a bottle. And right. then the um, little statues I buy, and it was part of my process to take them into, into the church and infuse them mm -hmm. you know, with that, that presence mm -hmm. that's there. So they were out. I always made many for myself. Mm -hmm. I um, keep them for myself. And as I said, looked at them one day, I thought, this looks like a tarot deck. Because oh, I've wow. always, I've loved tarot yeah, all yeah. my life. I right. used to have tarot decks in secret. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just, when I started, I, so I started shuffling them around. I thought, oh my word, this is a tarot deck. Wow. So I'm going to make it a, a deck for myself. Mm -hmm. I, not for myself. I wanted this for myself. I wanted that tells the stories the way I understand it and a Mary centered mm -hmm. tarot deck mm -hmm. because you know I want to get rid of those boundaries and divisions mm -hmm. and it's all just this amazing beautiful story without the dogma right and then that's what happened so I started working so hard and uh -huh. fast uh -huh. and I um put this into a deck and then when my friends started seeing it I said no 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 you've got to publish this There's, you cannot have this deck for yourself yes. and we want a book yes go with it yeah so that was the first one which is really based the deck is based on the old holy cards yes that yes. was my idea you mm -hmm. know so I kept very um simplistic where I could and a lot of lace and a lot of the um, little vintage statues mm -hmm. and all the Mary statues that I collected mm -hmm. from pilgrimages mm -hmm. and retelling those key moments in her life, mm -hmm. in Mary's life, a lot of it which is not in the biblical books but in other animal books and, and esoteric books. And then 
in the mysteries of Mary, obviously appear the Black Madonna, mm -hmm. because um, the Black Madonna in Chakra mm -hmm. always had a very special place for me, and I went back, I think, four times, mm -hmm. and um, sat in that crypt underneath. Yes. When I went back the last time, and the Black Madonna was whitened. I know. That's no, this. <laughs> I still, I've had, I bought four of the original Black Madonna statues. <laughs> yes, thank you have it documented. Yes. I know. I, I still actually can't go. <laughs> and I remember I was in Le Puy and I said to the museum person, "Whose idea was that? What did they? Why did they do that?" And he, I knew he essentially agreed with me but he was being very mm. polite and he said well mm. you know and I'm not going to try a French accent but he was basically saying mm. well you know we were trying the the people in charge wanted to make it more mm. authentic I'm like that's not oh, authentic no, no. that is I this no the, and the entire the, the whole cathedral is white I inside know, I know uh, when we, I went second time, they were working on it and they had all these big posters explaining it. And I thought, well, maybe I'm not informed enough. I'll read. I found nothing on that in those information no. sheets that convinced me that this is what it was. No. It but was so then, silver like, guilt. It was guilt in silver. Yeah. <laughs> just whatever. I just, I think there was a collective heartbreak, like... When that happened, yes, all over the planet. Wow, and, that, and the statue is, you can't even recognize no. any of, I mean, the clothing I know. completely changed as well. Yeah. But that then made me decide to put her into the deck. Mm, good. For, um, for I don't posterity. think I was going to, yes. Then, and I made her the uh, card 15, which is traditionally the devil. Mm. Oh, that's in, interesting. Uh, in the rider weight yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. And um, for, because that is really what they were demonizing mm. the Black Madonna. Right. So then um, when I had finished that, and oh, I couldn't believe how um, excited people were for yeah. it. And I was blown away by the love for this mm -hmm. deck. And still, mm -hmm. um, it's now how many years later, I still reprint it every year yeah. in small batches yes. because that's all I can deal with. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was still promoting it and talking about it, um, uh, Dr. Catherine Baruch wrote a book, Imaging Pilgrimage. Yes. I think you will find it on my deck. Yes. I mean, I'm she and so I impressed with that book. But, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, and the more I spoke, I think she, we had an interview on, on email and mm -hmm. she uses a lot of my blogs for her lectures. Then Black Madonna just became more and more prominent in yeah. our conversations. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's what's now needed is yes. the mysteries of the Black Madonna to, mm -hmm. because where does she fit in and what does that do to the story of Mary? Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's a yeah. book yeah. that goes with it. Yes, yeah. um, uh, so there's so much to be said mm. and written about it. And then both those decks is parts um, with Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've always shied away from the story of Mary Magdalene because of um, there's so many different traditions, mm -hmm. the Gnostic, the Cathar, mm -hmm. the Essene, the different vari variations of Gnosticism, mm -hmm. um, the New Age, there's so many new popular books, there's so many theories mm -hmm. that I felt I don't know and I don't know where to start right. and I don't know which one I particularly believe, you know, I've never mm -hmm. sort of set my mind on it mm -hmm. and um the thought just couldn't go away so I thought I'll just spend some time with it and read up about it a bit, but not too much because I don't want to be influenced right and as I then I just started making um altars mm -hmm. without any uh research mm -hmm. I've 
I haven't done really before. Because with Mary, you know the Bible story. Right. So you already right. have that in your head. Mm-hmm. With the Black Madonna, I also had some ideas in my head because I've been there. Right. With Mary Magdalene, I've, I've never paid attention to it. I have done her pilgrimage right, in right. France, right. in the south of France. But um, and it went to a church, but I didn't explore Pakistan and the Languedoc and any of those regions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my objective. Right. So for the the mysteries of the Red Madonna uh-huh. and her beloveds, I started, and the first one I made was Psyche and Eros, and uh-huh. then I made an altar for Venus, uh-huh. and uh, that's where I started, not uh-huh. with Mary Magdalene. Yeah, yeah. Now share these stories in. Absolutely, on my Patreon. Right, right. I started having these incredible mystical encounters mm-hmm. and dreams mm-hmm. and visions. Mm-hmm. It has taken me to a, such a vastly different understanding and insight and reality that I could never have imagined or found in, in the research that exists. Wow. wow. So and it has been, it has really been, um, I think this is for me the culmination of spending seven years working on the first two tarot right, decks. Right. You know, like, like starting like a child, you know, right. with the Bible stories right. and my interpretation and finding others mm-hmm. and then like going deeper and higher and then going into this difficult arena of Mary Magdalene you know yeah. everyone has an idea about who right. she is what she means right. I thought I'm not going there because right. I'm not I agree with everyone right you know what right. whatever but they what is it one what does she want to say what is she why now yeah. and um it has taken me deeply into the mythical experiences of the stars mm. and into the um, swan. Wow, wow. And I can, I will share some of those posts with yeah. you because I think you will really appreciate it. And the old Mesopotamian yeah. understanding of the swan and the, um, and also I shared as it happened, so my my patrons are with me on this journey. Oh wow! So they and they know is if I share it today, I dreamt it last night and shared today, mm. and I comment that yeah, came right. that was um, called Swan mm-hmm. that I dreamt it two nights before it happened. Oh wow! Um, and then the lion. Also very uh, powerful, the lion and the stories of the red-headed lion mm-hmm. and how that relates to, to Mary Magdalene. And so it's a much, much more mythical, mm-hmm. mystical mm-hmm. Ick than mm-hmm. the first two. It is, right. it's very different. That's so fascinating. You know, this whole concept of a quote-unquote white Mary, a quote-unquote black Mary, and now a red Mary it's it's really profound. It's quite profound, and I'm I'm so in awe of your delving into that. It's incredible. So, um, you have this incredible blog called the Hearth of Mary, and you have all these neat little things you can click on. And one that really attracted me was the Thirty Days with Mary. What was your inspiration for this 30-day journey with Mary? I, it was the first, I started that in 2013 mm-hmm. when I came back from Lourdes. Mm-hmm. I, um, as I said, that was my turning point for me. Mm-hmm. After that, the, up till then, I was still a seeker. Mm-hmm. When I came back from Lourdes, I was no longer a seeker. Right. That was, and um, I was looking for ways to bring this message or energy or experience across mm-hmm. and share it. And I um, still had my um, group, I think about 50 people, mm-hmm. That is my dog scratching. That's okay. <laughs> um, I still had a group of about 50 people who 
left with me from the Hindu path mm-hmm. to follow Mary. Oh, wow. And um, so this was a, a, a yoga, it was the month of May, mm-hmm. which I then discovered was the month of Mary. Yes, yes. And it's the crowning of Mary. And I've always, it's, it's just been my own personal um Edition, I've always created flower crowns for Mary. If you mm. on that blog on this site, you'll find about five other blogs that I've been writing right. writing over the years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I share my many, many photographs of crowns of Mary mm-hmm. that I create mm-hmm. over the years and photograph them. And um, so t- to me, it just seemed like a yoga. I think I might have called the very first one the yoga of mm-hmm. Mary. Mm. Um, and then that transformed into 30 Days with Mary, and then that became Walking with Mary, uh, which um, I offered on Instagram for, I think, four or five years, mm, twice a year. Mm-hmm. But it became too much work. I, yeah. I cannot, you know, I had to let go of many things, focus on my Patreon and the decks. Right. Also to give up my blog. So it's too much. I can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a full-time job, definitely. Yeah, it is a full-time job. Definitely. It is. Oh, that is such such a wonderful journey uh, with those 30 days. Now, when we were speaking in the lead-up to this interview, you had an insight on the Black Madonna in Africa that I really wasn't aware of. And you had this name for this dark mother and her relationship to volcanoes, which I found really interesting. Can you elaborate on that? I um, I actually shared on one of my blogs, but it's also in the Mysteries of the Black Madonna book. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I've discovered um, in South Africa, mm-hmm. is this the Kara Institute, K-A-R-A. Okay. It's, um, it's Professor Mochegha, mm-hmm. and he's an academic and a politician mm-hmm. and a South African author, mm-hmm. and he's written quite a few blogs and uh, blog posts and books, and he lists there a, a, a list of names for the mother and also the regions. Mm-hmm. The name Mara mm-hmm. or Maria, mm-hmm. can be recognized in the names of the African goddess in the various regions mm-hmm. amongst the various tribes in southern Africa, wow. where I live. Wow. So in uh, Taranga, mm-hmm. it's Mari mm-hmm. or Mawari mm-hmm. or Mawari Tirumpiru. Mm-hmm. There's also Mwali, Muhali, 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 Meri, Meru, Meru. And Mara. Wow. I mean, That's so yes, lovely. And they, yes. I mean, they sound and, like they feel good on your tongue, you know, on your mouth. Yes. It's, yeah. yes all the different um, Sutu, Tonga, Venda, mm-hmm. Rwanda, Nguni. Mm-hmm. And when I traveled recently in the Mara Maasai, mm-hmm. I um, found research that someone has done on on the, the Maasai, mm-hmm. that the original language, and I presume it's still called that, is, mm-hmm. is called Ma, Ma okay. M-A-A. Mm-hmm. And that, that was also, they used to worship the goddess mm-hmm. Ma, mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, which became Ma-Ra. Mm-hmm. And um, in my Mysteries of Mary deck, the holy fool is called Mara mm. because it's the beginning of this journey. Yes. And um, uh, Professor Mahotsi mm-hmm. make the, the connection with, I've got to get these names right, mm-hmm. the Mukhali, Muwali, mm-hmm. and Maluti Mountains, mm-hmm. which is known as the Mother and Son Mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's on the border of South Africa and one of the neighboring um, Mm. states. Mm -hmm. And he refers directly to this as the Black Madonna and her son. Wow. Wow. So that's also in my deck in the entire story. Uh But then I um, happened to watch a documentary on the volcano mm-hmm. and the obsidian stone mm-hmm. and how many tribes, ancient tribes, used to live 
around volcanoes, and there are still, in this documentary, they interviewed people who still live around volcanoes across the globe, mm -hmm. and order, well, they've worshipped the volcano, mm -hmm. the spirit of the volcano, mm -hmm. and they also really endanger their lives to get the obsidian. Mm. And quite a number of the black Madonnas are carved yes. from obsidian. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? That's so yes. fascinating. And the the if you I take it back, the Black Madonna, the my the fourth suit in the deck is called the suit of the living stone. Mm. That corresponds to the Rider Waite suit of pentacles. Ah. Um, for people to understand. Yeah. And I take it back to the black stone of Chibele. Mm -hmm. You know, the first stone, the mana mm -hmm. that the black stone mm -hmm. that created life in, we see it in the stories of, there was a black Aphrodite, there was Chibele, mm -hmm. um, there are other stone goddesses that are all in my deck. Mm -hmm. And then the standing stones, mm -hmm. you know, on the ley lines. Right. The fact that the Madonnas are on the ley lines. Isn't that Madonnas, so and, interesting? <laughs> In the earth, under the, yes. always in the crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in 2004, I think, I, for three consecutive years, I walked the ley lines across uh, the United Kingdom mm -hmm. and then across the, the, the bay to Italy where oh. it changes to Zoo, no, I'm not sure those two names, Athena and any case, yeah. Michael and Mary Leyline. Right, right. I walked in England. Oh, wow. And um, the, where the churches are on the straight lines. Yes. So the, the, the straight lines are the Michael lines. Then the Mary line, you can walk it, you can feel it, you can see it in the, you can douse it with right. a pendulum, which we did often. Right. You can see it in the landscape mm -hmm. uh, with the, circular natural growth mm -hmm. you will see and this is all my deck yeah. you'll see specific type of trees growing where there's a merry line oh all the wells all the wells are on the merry circles wow, wow. If, you know, yeah and um so many synchronicities you know you always meet the right People who put you on the right track, right. who send you in the right direction. Right. I was at, um, I went for many years to the Goddess conferences in Glastonbury, in, in and the one night I sat next to a very, very famous Elsa, right. who spent a lot of time plotting the ley right. lines, who could give me so much information. Um, yes. Oh, wow. And so the that was the African one. The other African connection mm -hmm. is um, we have our own indigenous um, traditions, culture, and on, for instance, Our Lady of Ngomi, mm -hmm. that on the site where the seven sacred springs, mm -hmm. which is sacred to the Zulu people and has been sacred to the Zulu people forever, mm -hmm. She appeared there to a nun. Wow. That's so rich. Wow. And that, I think, was my last pilgrimage that I and before COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, I, the, I went to the, the little apple that still stands there and the, the water, the springs, mm -hmm. the river. And there's a tapestry in this little chapel that this nun embroidered. Mm. And is shown as a black Madonna, although it's not written, yeah, you know, yeah. in any of the, the um, information written up on it. There's not much information on mm -hmm. it, but there is a website, mm -hmm. and nowhere is it mentioned as a black Madonna. Right. But she, she is, is definitely, black. and if, if you, um, there's also drawings, and she has at least a brown skin, mm -hmm, if not mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, yes, my understanding is that, and that's also in the Mysteries of Black Madonna, the ancient feminine spirit 
of the earth has always appeared to people. Yes. And she has always appeared in a white light. Mm-hmm. But there are variations, those as in Rwanda, when people uh, communicate with this Mary, mm-hmm. she speaks in their language. Yes. And she appears, she looks like you. Yes. The person that she is communicating yes. with. Yes, yeah. It's such a, to me, it's such a tender uh, gesture. It's so tender. And it, I get teary-eyed, you know, when mm, I really think nice. about it because it's so, I mean, Absolutely. you know, there's, you know, life can be rather, rather difficult and sometimes mm. quite violent. And we get these, you know, these really profound um, mm. stories about spiritual uh, encounters but these encounters with you know Mary the Virgin Mary are always very tender and very loving mm. and, mm. and, and me, very compassionate yes you know that is what I saw in Lourdes and everyone after that I've taken a few groups mm-hmm. and it's always the same response yeah. it is just you just cry yeah. because how do you fathom mm. this incredible fine so mm. fine so mm. like you say tender is a very good word mm. so fragile almost yet mm. so strong how mm. do you place this in in the world around you right. you know I just always think that's probably the, the optimist to me if everyone could feel this see yes. this the world will look different totally totally and it's such a contrast with what you were discussing in terms of your original religious upbringing where it was very judgmental and harsh and isolating and judgmental and this constant terror of punishment (laughs) whereas you can you contrast that with this incredible gesture of deep love um, that we all and welcoming in, yes. you know, and that the, the, the Mary's mantle, mm-hmm. you know, it includes everyone, mm-hmm. you know, it and does. anything. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't even explain it in words or I think it's a real gift if one can capture that potential that Mm -hmm. which is available to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. by such a small shift really right exactly such a small small shift but in in yeah I think that's the essence of what you're offering um particularly through your decks is um there's this capacity of art the artistic Mm. image that transcends words Mm. and um that's what you're doing with that and that's why I consider your work such a such an amazing gift so how can people indulge in your gifts (laughs) what is the best way for people to follow your work and and just drink from your well. Uh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, my well is um, these days available on Patreon, mm-hmm. um, which is from the lowest tier is $2 a mm-hmm. month and the most expensive tier is $22. Mm-hmm. I, I have never changed it. I've never increased it. Mm-hmm. But I do need those funds. Of course to, you do. Um, keep me going, mm-hmm. to work on the decks. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Mm-hmm. Um, everything that goes into it. And um, I do share uh, quite a bit on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, some of that goes onto Facebook, but I'm not really a social media mm-hmm. um, person. Mm-hmm, you know, I'm not that active, but I do mm-hmm. share enough on Instagram for people to get an insight of what I'm working on, mm-hmm. um, where I'm going at this point. But And my blogs, I just every now and again mm-hmm. not often as I just I have to well I want to focus on the deck for for those of us who are 
new to your work, just going on your blog could take months to just like figure out these, you know, 30 (laughs) days of Mary and the month of so-and-so and and these really amazing insights. And then you're, you're um, walking, there are quite a few walking with Mary's on the blog. So you can, and I've also um, directed people to the blog and say, if you just start with any of those uh, 30 days or walking with Mary's or even just the, I've got, I share layouts mm-hmm. from the decks. I share many, many, many stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are thousands of blog right, posts. Right, They're just but incredible. Our previous artwork, so yeah. yes, you can go and immerse yourself mm-hmm. in all things beautiful and merry. Good. Well, I'll definitely, um, for the listeners, if you look at the program notes, we'll put links to all of that there. Well, I just... <laughs> am so tickled. I, um, I've, I'm just so tickled to make a, a better, uh, better familiarity with you as a person and your work. And I definitely see that this is not going to be a one-time experience. We'll probably be checking in with you periodically for some updates on your, your mystical experiences with the Madonna. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So Thanks for chatting. Much. It was lovely. Well, I, for one, really enjoyed doing that interview, and I'm so pleased to know this amazing woman behind her incredible art. Now, something I will announce now is that coming next year in 2023, which will probably be in the autumn of 2023, I will be conducting a series of lectures in Namibia. And I'm really excited to, since I'm in the neighborhood with Hetian, I will be able to visit her as well. So stay tuned for information on the tour of Namibia with me, uh, and we will definitely explore sacred origins of the Black Madonna in this incredible land. And we'll actually be going into Zimbabwe, and we'll be exploring some of South Africa as well. And again, I want to thank my Patreon supporters and those of you who have supported me on the Anchor podcast platform. Thank you so much. Every penny that you donate to support this program goes towards equipment, books, research, subscriptions, etc. So I'm very grateful to all of you and encourage you to, if you're not already a member, you can do that either through Anchor Podcast or Patreon and also to check out Hetian's blog her website, and I also will have a link to her Patreon, as that is the best way to keep abreast of this incredible woman and what she produces. It's really amazing. So thank you again for your valuable time, and I so look forward to the next steps on our shared journey, the journey of the soul with the Black Madonna. See you next time.